Thank you so much for tuning in to the Willpower Podcast today. We have Arturo Saldivar, who's a real estate investor, having an amazing conversation. This guy has bought over 250 homes over the last eight years, has so much knowledge in the business, and you have to wait till the end to, to hear the story that he has to say where it all comes full circle. I can't wait for you to listen to this conversation. Arturo Saldivar, thank you so much, man, for coming on the Willpower Podcast, man. Hey, thank you for having me, man. Dude, it's been a long time coming. You were actually on the schedule to come uh, a couple of months ago, and then that's whenever, you know, some schedule changing, and uh, I'm glad you were able to come on, man. Yeah, I'm happy to be here, and schedules are hectic and crazy, so... Um, we just have to fit it in when we can. Well, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on is because, um, first of all, I'd love to kind of learn a little bit more about your story. I mean, I've known you now for three or four years and, uh, I've heard bits and pieces of it actually not from you, but from other people. And, and one, one of them actually from you, I remember one time we were at this, uh, banquet or gala or whatever and you and your wife were there and you were talking about whenever you guys first met and everything and kind of how like it was way before anything that you're doing so if you want to tell us a little bit about kind of like what all do you have your hands in right now um well i'm in the real estate um industry so we do um every type of real estate investment pretty much mostly single family and we are now focused on multifamily the last thing that you ended up the big the last project that you got you you purchased a uh apartment complex right yes yeah and is that kind of what you're main mainly focusing right now yeah that's my uh my long-term play um i always say houses are are great um because you can you could get them at a really good deal and it's like if you get them for 25 cents but they're worth a hundred and you put another 50 cents, you're all in 75. So you're trading a quarter for, yeah. you know what I mean? So that was my, when I, when I uh, thought of that, I was like, man, I just need to keep buying. When I started, keep buying houses as many as I could with the money that I had. And my goals were big. So I was like, I, there's only so much I could do with my own money. And at the time, um, you know, I was just good at my whole life. I've just been good at making money. Yeah. You know, you work hard. And That's a good attribute to have there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, us as minorities, we're not educated on how, how, uh, financial system works. Yeah. How does it work here in the U S yeah. you have to have credit, you have to have financials, you have to have your tax returns in line Yeah. and to really catapult you to the next level. Um, you got to make sure you're right. Yeah. Get everything legit. Don't try to shortcut anything. Um, so, yeah, that's what I did. I did a, f a bunch of houses out north, uh, downtown, north of downtown. This is back in 2014. I started so is that when you started in 2014? Yeah. How old were you then? I'm 32 now. So what is that? That's almost 10 years. That's about eight years. So you were about 24. Is that yeah. correct? 24. 24. So what were you doing before that? Um, I did construction. So I had a construction company. Um, they, we did everything from brand new construction to uh, commercial build outs and, and things like that. So were you pretty passionate about doing that? Or were you kind of like, it, it, what pushed you to kind of start buying these houses? Or like what started it all? Um, 
I had a partner in one of them, uh, my construction company. We just didn't have the the same vision aligned, and we just went our own different ways. And real estate's one thing that I've always wanted to do. Uh-huh. I love architecture, design. I actually wanted to go to school to to study architecture, but at the time, I, I my circumstances didn't allow me to do that. Yeah. So, um, that's kind of how I started in real estate, just because I love buildings. I love know yeah I, I love all the architecture so were, were you doing that in part of the construction like were you actually like uh building the plans for these houses and everything is that what you yeah were doing? i was involved in uh, the design part of it as well okay and um just the whole process of seeing it from nothing to yeah even having an, a finished product and uh, one day i was just you know um i would love to own one yeah and you know you drive by all these buildings downtown yeah all these nice skyscrapers and bigger cities too yeah someone owns them yeah yeah you know what i mean someone owns that big building there it's not a ghost it's not you know what i mean yeah it's possible so that's what caught my my eye and really wanted to push to to get on on that on that path so when you were 24 years old how many houses did you own? Did you at, le- at least own your primary or did you like, where were you at? No, 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 no. So, so, so you didn't own any houses at 24? None. And that was just about six, seven, eight years ago. Six, seven, eight years ago. And the reason why we're going back to fi- being financial literate and not knowing much, um, crazy story, Alfredo is, is part of this. So he, uh, an agent that I know, and she, she I, before I met Alfredo, she said, hey, I want you to meet uh, this person. I think you guys would click. Yeah. And for me, I was always like, I do real estate. This is what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm buying. Like I was telling everyone, all the real estate agents, I was cold calling, you know, putting in the work. Yeah. And she said, I have this guy. You should meet him. I don't know what it was going to lead to, but I think you guys should meet. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. And at that time, I had just done... My very first deal, flipped it, sold it, and I went all in. Yeah. I mean, all in. I had about 50 grand saved up at the time and from construction and things, and other things that I was doing. Yeah. But I went all in, and I ended up selling that house for like 92000 So I doubled up. Yeah. And I did another one. And after the third one, I was like, man, I want to do more. I want to do five a month, ten a month. You know, and the only way I was going to be able to scale that is if I raise more money. So um, that's kind of how it led to me meeting Alfredo. And then when I went to Alfredo, I met him. In my mind, I was like, I'm going to I'm going to sell him. I'm going to close him. I'm going to get, you know, and I had that. I still had the, the, the check in my pocket for the, the closing proceeds for everything, cause, you know, and I was like from the were, first house that you sold. Yeah, I still had it. I hadn't deposited it yet because I also wanted to, my stri- my strategy was like, I'm going to go to banks because banks like what? Deposits. Yeah. And I'm going to see if they'll give me a loan. Right. Cause you got hundred K to deposit right uh, then and there. Yeah. So, uh, and I was just, just throwing my, my shots there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, I said with Alfredo, we met and, uh, I was telling him about this, about that. And I was going to do this and I needed this much money cause I wanted to do more. And he uh, kind of stopped me for a second. And he's like, what's your uh, social security number? (laughs) 
what's uh let me see your tax returns how does your personal financial statement look and i'm like what <laughs> you know i was like i don't have i mean i don't have credit yeah you know i don't have uh financial statements I, I don't have tax returns yeah you know just whenever i i did have them but not not current you yeah know? and uh he said he told me if you ever want to do something right and build a legacy he said you got to understand how it works here taxes credit personal financial statement so whenever he said that i was like wow I'm going to find out what he actually means by that because I'm a big, I love to self-educate. Yeah. I love to read a lot. And uh, whenever he told me, the first thing I did when I left there, I went to the bookstore and started reading different books. And uh, he said, Alfredo said, he said, do your taxes in two years because that's what you need to get a loan. Yeah. When you do your taxes, come talk to me. And I'm the type of guy that I always follow through and everything. I, you, I, you don't need to hold my hand. Yeah. You know, it, you, you just know that you got to get it done. You do it. And that's what I did. For two years straight, I saved my money. I filed, my, I, I filed both my tax returns of the same year. So I didn't file the next year because I, wasn't, I didn't have everything, my ducks in line, my yeah. accountant, everything like that. So after the second year... Um, I filed my returns, and the first person that I sent them to was Alfredo. And then he called me. He said, let's talk. You know, now he knew I was serious, that I was, I was willing to, to put in the work. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that's how it started. And at the same time, you know, talk about two years, those two years that I was working, right? I could only do one house with my money or two until you roll it and roll it and roll yeah. it. But I was like, it wasn't going to stop me from getting where I needed to be, where my goal was. And uh, so I was um, just reading a bunch of stuff and put yourself in front of people in the same environment. And whatever you're seeking, put yourself there. So I started doing some research and I was like, well, I need to raise money. And uh, I was like, I want to do it with people that I don't know. Like, I don't want somebody to say, oh, you know, you're there because. You know this me. person. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or like, you know, and most, uh, mostly it's your own friends. Yeah. That always criticize you or family or trying to like be negative about yeah. it. You know what I mean? So my vision was strong. My goals were, or you know, aligned. And I was like, I'm going to go outside of this inner circle and put myself in front of people that. I can establish a relationship with. So I invested. I went to a real estate conference in Scottsdale. So I was reading on this, on this real estate conference, and my thought was, well, it's 8,000 to go here. Yeah. But I knew that everybody that was going to be there um, was either going to have money and was interested in real estate because yeah. it was a real estate conference. And uh, I was like, I'm going to go over here and – whole goal was to, I'm going to go raise money. Yeah. And, you know, Scottsdale, everybody flew in from West Coast, East Coast. Markets are different. You know, California, real estate prices versus Oklahoma prices. They're totally two different animals. 
And, uh, but at the end of the day, what investors look for is returns, right? Return on investment, how much capital out, how much back. And uh, I went to that event over the weekend and I came back with $2 million committed. Wow. So what year was this? This was uh, like 20, 2017, 2016. So about five years or so uh, after four or five years after you started. It was like three years after three years after. Mm -hmm. So man, one of the things that you just nailed that so many good points and like going back to the Alfredo story is, and actually right before you came in, I was actually going through some of my message and somebody sent me and said, uh, I I said something uh, to them and they said, knowledge is power. And I was about, I didn't get a chance to reply, but what I'm going to say is no, that's actually not right. Knowledge without action is not powerful at all. So, you know, somebody, you learning from somebody and them telling you this is how you should do you know this if you're trying to be successful at it or you go into the library or wherever you went to to grab those books and read about it because i know plenty of people that read so many books every single year but they do nothing with that information Mm -hmm. so that right there um i mean there's plenty of people that we've had um on the podcast that they're here for a reason and it's because they take action yeah. and that's what that's what it's needed to be done in order to reach the goals that you're wanting to do the second thing is you're telling me that you know a lot of people were kind of maybe being negative um whenever you started like how in the world do you think arturo that you're gonna go and race a million let alone two million or whatever and what i've noticed and i love to hear your take on it is there's two types of people that are negative in your life of whenever you share your dreams and goals with them, there's one, the people that just, just want to hate on, on you because they, they, they low key want to be that, but they just don't have the, 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 they don't want to take the action in order to be able to even, you know, see, take their shot and see if they would be successful at it. And then two, there's the people that are negative, like family and close friends because they want to protect you. Yeah. And they, they, they're like, you know, Arturo, I don't want you to, you know, have this big old dreams of you're going to go out and raise this much money and then come back home and with nothing so it's 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 a new language to them so yeah like they they don't know what it is to be on that side there's a lot of levels to life and the higher you get you realize you're not even nowhere near exactly because there's always different ways of uh, even how you think how you are i mean it, it, it coming from if you're in an inner circle of people but you're seeking what this person has or you're seeking what you always wanted, Yeah. but they don't have it, then that's not going to get you over here. Yeah. It goes back to the same thing that you are the people that you're hanging out with. Yeah. Because if the four people that you're hanging out with on a, on a, on a, on a daily basis, they all have a hundred, 200, 300 houses. You having 50 houses doesn't really make you look like much. You're like, Oh shoot. Like, all these other people are like impressed that I have 50 houses, but it's nothing compared to people that I'm hanging mm-hmm. out with. So you're constantly, you're wanting to reach new levels on that, which is so, so important. I know that that's something that is said over and over and over again, but people don't realize that. And it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So how many houses had you had at that point, whenever you went to that conference in Scottsdale? Um, I had, I had already done like four. And yet at this point you weren't retaining any of them. You, or, or like when you first started, you started and you were just flipping. flipping. I was like, just, let's just get this money. Let's show, yeah, let's get this. Let's get the money and let's show it on paper. 
because I knew I understood that, okay, if I have strong financials, any bank's going to work with you. Yeah. Right. So I just had to build up my resume for that to work. So that's what I did. And going back to what I was going to mention was when I went in to raise the money, I came back, you know, I was going over there with education. I was, I, I did my homework. I put in the work before to try to understand what they would want, you know, and uh, I started talking about, hey, you can invest a hundred grand all in and versus California, you're going to invest half a million and you're going to get a better return. Yeah. And when people, I just, you know, I still, I had put pictures together on my, on, on my phone and I was showing everybody. Yeah. Like, look, look what I did. This is my first house. And I flipped it, you know, at 45,000 is what I paid. Uh, I was all in and I sold it for 92. Yeah. You know, and they're like, wow, 45,000. That is cheap. We can't buy, yeah. we can't buy a bicycle out here <laughs> yeah. for that. Yeah. This, this was back in 2014. Um, you know, so it's been a while. Yeah, but I mean, that's still happening. It's funny, you know, I just had a, a realtor come and meet with me and we shot some content. We shot a video there and we helped uh, her son buy a house back in 2020. He was 19 years old in 20, wow. September of 2020. He bought a house in North Tulsa for $69,000, okay? Uh, two years later, literally exactly two years later, uh, September he decides he's moving to New Orleans because he met a girl. Um, she's a reporter. She moved down to New Orleans. She got a new gig down there. Mm -hmm. So he said, I'm moving down there. I'm selling my house. At 22 years old, he made $67,000 in profit after paying realtor fees and also paying for the buyer uh, buyer's closing costs. Wow. $67,000. Wow. And that's yeah. in 2020. In 20, like, 2020, he bought a house for $69,000. Wow. Yeah, right now, I mean... He got in at the very one day before things peaked. Okay. And that's the power of being in the right vehicle or the right industry that it, it's the same work. You just, whether you make a thousand bucks, 10,000, a hundred, a million, whatever it is, it's the same work. You're just not in the right vehicle to get you where you need to be. Yeah. And, uh, you know, same going from houses, you know, I started doing houses and, you know, I wanted to scale, I wanted to do more. Um, I wanted to, to get that the bigger apple and started looking at different parts of real estate. And then multifamily came and caught our interest and focused for two years. We just put our heads down and started learning everything we could at the same time, still doing what I was doing. Mm -hmm. It was just, that's was my ultimate goal. So yeah, it's been great. I mean, I, we've, we've, uh, let, this last week on on um, on Friday, we closed on uh, our newest property, and I mean, I didn't sleep for two weeks. Like that's what people don't see. Like I'm up at five in the morning every day. Yeah. Or and I don't. I'm the first one out, the last one in the house all the time. You know, and and I've never called in to work. Mm -hmm. I've, I've not showed up to the office. I'm I'm always here. You know, and. It, for two weeks, man, it was hectic. It was a wild ride, but that's part of it. You know, that's part of, 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 of doing what I do. And, uh, there was a lot of in stake. I mean, six figures on the line. If we don't close, yeah. you know, and even on top of that, um, it was an extra 25,000 
to extend for four days. Wow. And I didn't hesitate. And I was like, yeah, no problem. I did it, made it happen. We ended up closing last Friday. Congrats, and man. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's going to be a great project. Our, our first um, multifamily property in East Tulsa, the Latino community. Uh-huh. So it's it, that was that's why it was very special for us uh-huh. because this will be the anchor for everyone there. We're going to set the standard. We're going to we love going into communities and just changing the environment, changing the the uh, the opportunities for people because you know a lot of places are neglected because. Like, for example, apartments or houses in certain areas of town, they're being neglected because of ownership, right? A lot of people don't care. They probably own the properties for a while. They're just milking the cow. You know, they're not in reinvesting into, um, into their, their properties. Which that's another thing, too, that, that goes back to anything that you do in life you have to know your why behind it because yeah. that why is going to take you to places you've never been before and not only achieve your goals, but go above and beyond to, to reach new levels. And it's funny that you're saying that because I, you know, when we started this conversation, I said that I had heard from other people just bits and pieces. And so, I mean, I think I even told you that I had recently purchased a, uh, an investment property right outside of downtown in a Brady Dis- district area. Mm-hmm. And somebody, uh, you know, from, from uh, uh, on your team was telling me, I remember whenever like, that was like a, like nobody wanted to buy there. And yeah. Arturo went in there with, you know, and then put some investors in there, just bought the whole thing and then just changed it all up. And yeah. now in that same street that I purchased this like over a hundred year old house, yeah. um, there are like probably one, two, th- there's probably like five new builds, like brand new builds that just went in that street. Yeah. Yeah. Which it, if it wouldn't have been for what you established however many years ago, that wouldn't have happened. Yeah. But that's what it takes. You have to see the vision. And in order to have that vision, you have to have that why behind it. Yeah. And, then, you know, whenever I went over there um, and why I chose that part of town, for me, I was I was traveling. I was going to California on vacation and we were flying over uh, downtown here at the time before I got when I was like, I'm gonna do real estate, I'm, I have, I'm gonna buy my first house. I set a goal when I was gonna do it. And uh, I was looking at areas of where, you know, and uh, I was reading a book about economic growth at the time and uh, look for areas where things are going to boom or booming or, and I thought, man, you know, being from California, you know, or any big city, the most expens- expensive places to live is always downtown surrounding areas right so at that time downtown was dead yeah you know and i was like man why isn't anybody buying something over here yeah and investing and 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 like like the bigger cities but i i understood that it was just a matter of time so oklahoma city at the time was bricktown oklahoma city thunder and they were way ahead of us as a city with all the development and everything that we're doing so I was like, it's only a matter of time before it trickles over here. And that's how I got into that area. And it wasn't easy as far as, you know, just getting people to believe what you were going to do. I mean, I had, I called every agent and that I could find and told them who I was, what I was doing and what was I looking for. And 
I wanted to make sure everybody knew. And a bunch of realtors uh, reached out. We connected. And when I told them that about my first house, I was like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to sell it for this much. All they had was black and white comps, right? And that's the thing that you have to be, you have to think outside the box, even as a real estate agent, yeah, right? Like you have to think outside the box. And I remember they were like, oh man, no, that's not going to happen. There's no way you're going to sell that house for that much. There was no comps. But I knew if I delivered the right product and I was in me in front of people that I was going to make it happen. Yeah. And, um, and, and I'm, when I'm saying I called the top agents, right. Yeah. And they didn't believe. Which and those are normally the ones that are, are willing to think outside the box. Yeah. Yeah. And then one agent in particular, um, I called and she, I told her to show me this house out, uh, on the North, a uh, little bit on that side of town for $9,000. Well, you think about it, a realtor commission on $9,000. I mean, they're not even, they won't even answer your text. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, uh, but she's like, yeah, you know, when can, when can you meet me there? And I was like, well, when are you available? Whenever you are. And I was like, now, you know? And then we met over there. She showed me the house. I liked her. And I told her my vision, my plan, you know, what I was going to do. And if she believed in, in, in the vision that I had, we were going to both win. Yeah. And, uh, but we both have to believe in each other. And she said, I believe you. And we made a ton of money. I mean, with her, she represented me on every deal that I bought, every deal that and I sold. Flipped. Yes. Yeah. From a $9,000 house to doing a bunch. Yeah. You know, and there was times where I wasn't even looking at properties she would send me a deal but she knew and understood what i was looking for she knew her customer right she would send me something and i tell a lot of people a lot of agents send you a lot of deals but they're a waste of time you know send me the if, if you really want me to buy something understand what i'm looking for and deliver that mm -hmm. don't give me just a bunch of options that you just pulled out out of the mls or whatever that are listed it don't yeah. make sense so she would send me deals that got to the point where I wasn't even looking at the houses. You were just, oh, yeah, I'll buy it, I'll buy it, I'll buy it. If the numbers make sense, I would buy. And I knew my numbers very well. I understood where I needed to be, my budgets and everything. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I bought houses unseen. Uh, she called me, told me some of the address. I said, yep, yeah, I'll take it. So at some point, did you start retaining them? Yes, after... I did my two years tax returns because then I was bankable. You, so you so so you still own like a handful of them down there? No, I was flipping them. Oh, flipping them. But I, going, I didn't finish the the story the, when the I was Scottsdale. Scottsdale, Scottsdale yeah, yeah, yeah. right. So I came. You, got, back. you have two million dollars. Yeah. So I came back and started working with that money, but then also, I started reading about leverage, about loans, and uh, and they said, man, go to your local bank and little small credit union and tell them that you're looking to invest into real estate. And I just looked up a bunch and I ended up going to one and, uh, I walked in and I was just like, Hey, I need a loan. And they're like at the counter, they're like, well, um, let me get someone for you. So this older guy comes, he's like, Oh, you're looking for a loan. 
I was like, yeah. And he's like, oh, well, how much? What are you trying to buy? And I was like, well, as many as I can. <laughs> and, you know, I'm trying to buy real estate. Yeah. And uh, he was old school. So he's like, yeah, come over here. And it was a lobby, right? It was open space. Yeah. And uh, uh, we were sitting there, and he just starts talking and trying to, like, he's not on the same page as me. And I'm just, but he had all these business cards right there on the desk. And one of them said, you know, loan officer, loan officer, or whatever their title was. And one said president. Mm -hmm. And it said his name. And uh, I was like, Kevin, that was his name, is his name. And uh, as I'm sitting like this in my, in the background, I hear, Hey, Kevin, thanks again. I'll see you later. Um, we'll talk soon. You know, just 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 o o overhearing that. Yeah. I got up and I said, Kevin, you got a minute? And he said, yeah, what is it? And this guy, the, the other guy is still like, what the heck is going on? You know what I mean? Because <laughs> he was like mid-story telling you whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, the, he, I'm wasting my time here. I need to go with the, with the person that's going to, that has the money, ha that can make those decisions. And uh, he said, uh, yeah, come on in. We sat in his office. I told him my vision and told him what I was going to do. Same thing. I had already done a couple deals. And he said, I was like, I need, I need a loan. I got this money, you know, and, and I want to leverage it. I want to do more. I want to do bigger deals. And he said, show me your taxes, personal finance. I still didn't have it all, all in place because it was still starting. But, you know, for a lot of people, it would have shut them down. Like, oh, you have to wait. You have to wait. It's not going to work or it's not going to happen now. And most people take that in. When someone tells you something like that, it's, it's how you take it and what you do with it. You know, so when he told me that, I was like, okay, I'm going to have all that for you. And then as I left, you know, I left and I sat in my car and I was like, well, what about if the people that I know have good credit, have financials, and have returns? And I was like, I got out of the car, went back in. I said, Kevin, if, um, if I bring someone that meets all your criteria, would you give them a loan? And he's like, yeah. I was like, okay. So what did I do? I went and found people that had that met those criteria yeah and then split the profits i did all the work and at the same time i was leveraging their credit their 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 financials to establish loans and they were making money because i was doing everything you know we were splitting everything 50 50 so that's crazy uh, just to use just to for them having good credit huh yeah from having good credit and by understanding how the system works, I mean, you got to be bankable. A lot of people don't understand being bankable is huge in business or in anything you do. I mean, if you ever want to really take it to the next level, you have to create those relationships and and go by the book how whatever they ask, you do, you know, uh, because those are your they're your business partners. Yeah. So so going back to when you went to Alfredo and he said, get get two years tax returns and then you go on your way. And then you go to this other bank and they say the same thing. Mm -hmm. And 
that's where most people can't seem to understand that that's where the magic happens. Yeah. It's because it are you taking that with you and saying, why is this happening to me? Or why is this happening? Like, this is happening for me. This is an opportunity for me to get better. Because if all these roadblocks that happen to you along your, your journey, if you wouldn't have... If you wouldn't, if you wouldn't have said, people wouldn't have told you no, no, after time to time, you wouldn't have, you know, been able to read this books to be able to understand all of it. You wouldn't have been able to think outside the box on how can I leverage, you know, even without you went in there to leverage the money that you had, but there's other ways to leverage just about anything. And people, so many people don't realize that. Yeah. And I mean, I opened up my eyes to a lot of things. Um, One of the very first investors that I, that I work with which I'm still really good friends with. And uh, they lived in California and a friend of mine. And because a friend of mine that I know, he was a financial advisor and he he called me and he said, because I was telling everybody I did real estate, right? So I let everybody know that I was what I was doing. He calls me and says, hey man, I know you told me you were doing uh, real estate. I have this, this, uh, these, bro- these, these clients out of California they want to buy something out here. And I was like, yeah, what's their phone number? I'll call them. And uh, I was on my way to Hawaii. I was going to, on a vacation. And uh, at the airport, right when I hung up with him, I called the guy and uh, told him the vision, told him the plan. And uh, I asked him um, straightforward. You know, at the end of the day, you have to know your overall goal, what you need to have. And I'm always straightforward with people like, you know, if it, if it takes a hundred grand, do you have a hundred grand or 50 grand, whatever it might be, uh, what do you have? And he's like, well, let's start off with one house. I was like, okay, if, but you're committed to doing what you said you're going to do. And he said, yeah, he's like, all right, when I come back, I'll have a house. I'll be back in two weeks. And, uh, when I flew back, I flew back on a Friday and then on, you know, on a Tuesday was a sheriff sales they have here every 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 week, foreclosure sales, and uh, never met the guy right in California just by phone just by the phone calls I've only spoken with him like twice, and but I told him that I was gonna get him a house you know we we're gonna invest in a house, and I did I went to the auction and we bought I won a bid I've never bought a house at the auction before at the time. And I won the bid for like seventy thousand uh, for this house, and uh, it, the rules are that you have to put you know ten uh, percent down within uh, twenty four hours or one p.m. the next day, and if you don't, you you know you lose the yeah. you lose the house. So I was sure that he was going to follow through um, because of everything I did beforehand, right? And that's asking the right questions, figuring out, get to the point. You know what I mean? Like figuring out, are you in? Are you out? Like, don't w- I don't want to waste your time. And, I'm, you know, I don't want to waste mine either. Yeah. So I went and I put my money up, $7,000, um, which was the 10%. And knowing that at the time I had all my money spread on, on different projects that I was doing. So I didn't, I wasn't. I didn't have the liquidity to really afford getting this one. Yeah. But I put up the money. I called them. 
and um, he followed through. The next day, he wired a hundred without ever meeting him. Wow. So uh, it, it, yeah, and till this day, we're really good friends. Him and and his brothers, and you know, I always follow through what I with with I w- what I was gonna do, and I was always doing things with the right intentions. Never try to screw somebody over. Anybody my age with hundred grand, I just scam somebody. You know, instead of thinking long term, they think what's in front of them. And I knew my goal. I was like, they 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 trust me, and, and I'm committed. Like, I'm going to follow through on everything I do. And we did a ton of deals. I mean, the first one, the second one, bunch of deals. And keep in mind, they're in California. They've never been to Oklahoma or Tulsa. And uh, it, they were doing everything cash. Like, cash, money, all the transactions. And finally, I was like, hey, um, what do you guys do for a living? And he's like, we work at a golf course. I said, a golf course? And he said, yeah. I was like, well, the reason why I'm asking is that we can save. We don't have to put all this cash up because we could get a loan. Yeah, leverage it. If you have these, these things, I was like, send me your taxes, send me your, your, uh, um, your financial statement. At the time, he didn't even know what that was. And, uh, and so I can put something together for the bank. What were they doing at a golf course? So this is the crazy thing. They were maintenance guys at the golf course, at the golf course. And uh, this is the power of investments. They've been in California for years. Um, and all the money they made, they bought a property. They bought another one, another one. That's this is like 25, 30 years ago. That's and what that's what I keep telling people is that so many people are focusing on the bells and whistles of like, is this my dream home? But at the end of the day, I'm helping people and I'm selling ROI, return on investment, whatever. If you have, like, if you have the luxury to be in Oklahoma and be able to put $5,000 down as a down payment, $10,000 down as a down payment, which people in California right now do not have that luxury. Mm -hmm. Because I was just telling you that, uh, or I I was just thinking as you're saying, they're sending $100,000 paying cash for it because $100,000 over there would have just been a down payment to buy a freaking house, right? But- I'm like, how how much more can we make out of this five, ten, hundred thousand dollars? Yeah. So everything that they were they were just putting it into. Yeah, into they were buying properties. They they bought some great properties for like, you know, at the time, hundred grand, and they were worth a million plus. You know, that's and, and the reason how I knew is like his personal financial statement. I was like, I need to know everything that you own, all the real estate you own, how much you owe on it, and everything. When I started, he started giving me the addresses. I started looking them up. And I'm like, oh, man, how much do you own that? They're all paid off. And they're worth like millions of dollars. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And from working at a golf course, being maintenance, maintenance guys, um, but in reality, they were millionaires. They had That's money. Ins- That's insane. You know, they just weren't educated, didn't have the right environment, or didn't have the, they didn't come from that, so they didn't know. And, you know, People are scared to to make that leap and and go into the unknown. But you know, it just shows you that you know, if you work with, if you work with what you have, you're it's going to take you places. And if you trust, and bigger risk, bigger reward, right? Bigger risk, bigger reward. And uh, they were always, you know, we were we, 
always asking me different things and I was always about educating whatever I knew I'm all, I'm always an open book anybody that knows me if you ask me about real estate or anything that it is that you want to know you have a question and if I know I'm gonna give you the knowledge that I know I'm never like those people that are try to try to hold whole their, thing yeah. because they're scared and those people that do that are like that because they're not a hundred percent sure they could do it again yeah and for me I was like I put in the work yeah and I'm not scared to put in more work so even if I have to make it again I'm gonna do it that's awesome man and and the more people that you inspire and empower you know you want to have a circle of friends that are all on the same level or better and pushing you to get better because it's only fun if everyone is, is winning. There. yeah yeah if everyone's winning then everybody's having a good time you know you're not the only one and that was my goal i was like i'm gonna try to help as many people that i can be on the same level at the time as me and and with anything i knew and yeah man the the guys from california they're they i was i was odd you know i was like holy crap that's crazy man and uh and he, they ended up selling some properties over there and just cashing in 1031 money and we were just buying everything Man, and now check this out. They came over here uh, to Oklahoma for the first time, um, like maybe three years after we had met, and never never seen them on the phone. I like never seen them just over the phone. And we've done business for three years already. And uh, he came over here, and we uh, we were actually I don't know where I think it was the one the other Utica property that Alfredo was. Uh -huh. Yeah, when he was on Fifteenth and Utica. Yeah. So I was like, hey, I want to introduce you to, you know, these guys, good friends are from out of town. And I first said, yeah. And we started talking. Alfredo's a big golfer, right? So they're like, oh, yeah, where do you work? He said, San Francisco Golf Club. And he, Alfredo's eyes just lit. He's like, what? You work? That's a private, one of the private course, like, it's members, like, I think it's like 100 or 200 members only. Or it's like, wow. and like, it's an invitation and someone leaves and somebody else can come in something like that. I'm not a big golfer, but yeah, he asked, uh, he's like, well, can we play there? And he, and the guys are like, yeah, he's like, whenever you want, come on, come on. Right. He's like, you serious? I was like, serious. He's like, yeah. And, uh, after we left or whatever, I get a text from Alfredo. He's like, we're going. We're going next weekend. Oh, my gosh. And uh, we booked our tickets. We flew out to San Francisco, and uh, we got to play at a super cool course And uh, on a Monday because mostly Mondays they, 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 they close it yeah. down for, for maintenance. Public, yeah. They were maintenance people. So, dude, we had the little carts, the little maintenance carts, just had the whole course to ourselves. Wow, man. And we played – all day dude it was wow for free that's incredible dude yeah man i appreciate you coming on and sharing just uh, you know all the stories that you that you shared and uh man i hope that people listening they take you know at least one thing and put into action in order to just better their life i really appreciate you coming on man yeah thanks for having me of and, course uh, bro whatever i can do let me know i know you're always there man appreciate you